The injury bug once again bites the New Jersey Devils. However, there might be a positive outlook on all this. And also, are we getting a new black alternate jersey? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.51 p.m. Eastern Time, November 19, 2021 at the time of recording. Okay, so there's a miscellaneous amount of topics that I want to discuss in today's episode. However, if you missed yesterday's episode, I basically talked about the New Jersey Devils dropping their last game against the Florida Panthers by a score of 4-1. to uh, There was a lot of stuff I talked about. I talked about Mackenzie Blackwood not having his best outing. I talked about the New Jersey Devils basically putting up a good effort in period one, but getting completely shut down in periods two and three. And then I talked about the controversy surrounding Jonathan Huberdow and whether he was offsides or not. I know we've had a day to digest it. However, uh, I still stand by my opinion. I believe he he was offsides. I don't believe he was onsides, but it was very close. Uh, I know we have all this technology. We have all this replayability, but uh, I, I don't know. Personally, I think he was offsides sides I think the referees and also uh, the replay people running uh, that operation totally botched it however you know maybe it was a little too inconclusive to overturn the call that usually does happen in sports but you know like I said that's in the past and that is frustrating and personally you know like I've seen on Twitter uh, in regards to the Devils fan base it seems like a lot of people are either very headstrong like me saying that he was offsides and a lot of other people are saying like look look closely he was onsides but just barely I don't know personally I believe Lindy Ruff did a good job of challenging the call because it was pretty close and that was kind of costly for the New Jersey Devils because you would much rather be down by a goal compared to two goals but obviously that's a no duh kind of circumstance but at the end of the day we lost the game four to one we played a good first period but uh, we completely botched it in periods two and three and I just feel as though Mackenzie Blackwood didn't have his best game gave him the benefit of the doubt because he did get injured in the last game against the Rangers but Jonathan Bernier kind of had to come in and save the day once again but at the end of the day you know was this loss frustrating yes but at the at, at the same time I feel like we're not done like I'm seeing a lot of tweets saying that the devil should just totally tank and just you know give up for the rest of the season I'm just like hold the phone like look I know we're sixth in the Metropolitan Division but you know let's just be patient we still have a lot of games on the dock and you know I just feel as though that uh, we shouldn't be giving up on the season quite yet so let's look at the Metropolitan Division shall we it's been a while since I've updated you guys so uh, at the time of this recording the Hurricanes uh, currently lead the pack they have played 15 games and they have a record of 13-2-0 the Capitals are 10-2-5 the Rangers are 10-4-3 the Flyers are 8-4-3 the Blue Jackets are 9-5 the Devils are 7-5-3 the Penguins are 6-6-4 and the Islanders are 5-6-2 so the Hurricanes have 26 points, the Capitals have 25, Rangers 23, Flyers 19, Blue Jackets 18, Devils 17, Penguins 16, and the Islanders 12. So at the end of the day, at least we're not the Islanders. Like, you know, just a, a few good games for the New Jersey Devils, and we'll be right back in the mix of just possibly getting that last wild card spot out east. Still very early, so I'm not really thinking about that right now. But uh, one thing I want to talk about is that 
injuries certainly aren't helping the devil. So we already know the situation with Jack Hughes and Miles Wood. However, Corey Massasek from The Athletic has unfortunately dropped another bombshell of the New Jersey Devils organization. This might be subjective, and I don't think it's that big a loss, but still, it's kind of frustrating. So uh, Corey Massasek tweeted out saying that Tyce Thompson is expected to have shoulder surgery in the coming days, according to multiple sources. Sounds like the timeline will be several months. He's had multiple issues with it. Tough break for a guy who was trying to make his case for being a regular in New Jersey. See, that's the thing that kind of hurts us a little bit because one of the things I've been talking about in the last few episodes is the New Jersey Devils just having some options. Now, for anyone who's been a religious listener to my show for the past like year and a half, you know that I was not really big on Tyce Thompson. You know, when we called him up and we had to wave Nikita Gusev as a result, I just said like, why are we giving this guy who is just fresh out of college, like why, why is he getting to play in his NHL debut right away after we just like got him out of college? Like, I, I, I don't get... Uh, the, the mentality of that. So for any of you who don't know, Thompson is originally from Providence College. However, their season got shut down due to COVID. So his final season uh, playing for them, he appeared in 25 games. He had 11 goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 25 points, which is, you know, very good production. But at the same time, I'm just like, shouldn't we give him uh, his start in the Binghamton Devils organization and then wait for him to like, you know, make his NHL debut. But he ended up making his debut against the Sabres in which his brother played for the team. And he got his first point within the first 90 seconds or so so you know maybe I was going to be proven wrong but at the end of the day I just said look as good of a player he was he was in college he's just not ready for the NHL level so I said he needs to be sent down to Binghamton so that way he can uh, take his time to develop and lo and behold I was correct the New Jersey Devils after a few games sent him down to the AHL and he actually put up some decent production uh, while playing for the Binghamton Devils. But ultimately, guys, you, you guys know, like for anyone who's a religious listener of my show, you know that I was not really big on Thompson. That was the point I was trying to make. So I'm not going to sit here and say this is a major blow for the New Jersey Devils. I'm not going to be a hypocrite with my words. However, it is a little, a little frustrating. What do I mean by that? It's just like because Tyce Thompson was having a good season for the Utica Comets. So in seven games played, he had four goals, three assists for a grand total of seven points. And last year for Binghamton, you know, he was getting his feet underneath them. So in 11 games played, he had four points, two goals, two assists. And he hasn't really done anything at the NHL level quite yet. However, he hasn't even played 10 games at, at uh, for the Devils. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be that hard on the kid. And, you know, it, it's just a tough blow just because, you know, like I said, the one thing about the New Jersey Devils is that we have options. And when Tyce Thompson, someone who's been putting up very good numbers for the Utica Comets, goes down because I made this into a full-fledged episode. I said the New Jersey Devils should give him a chance because he's been putting up pretty good numbers in Utica. They're undefeated to start their season. And, you know, just having those options, just having those players you could bring up could do wonders for us. And, you know, the fact that we just lost one of those options, it's not a tough blow, but it's frustrating. Like, it's just like, come on who are we supposed to turn to because uh if i remember correctly thompson had a hat trick in one game for the utica comments so i was just like you know what similar to alexander holtz what do we got to lose bring the kid up give him a chance and you know the fact that he's going to be out for a significant amount of time this certainly will not help his career just saying because like i said uh his numbers for the utica comments are pretty good but it was still relatively early seven games played and then for the binghamton devils like you know i give him the benefit of the doubt just because he was fresh out of college he was still trying to get his uh footing underneath them I get his stats weren't that impressive but you know just think of the circumstance he was thrown into the fire right away like straight out of college like who wouldn't be rusty kind of thing like there's only a few players who can like make the adaption quick from college to the NHL it, it usually is a process it usually takes time so you know like for Dawson Mercer 
once he was ready to come over from the QMJHL, uh, we put him into prospects camp, we put him into a few scrimmages, we put him into training camp, and then he was ready for the NHL, which is why he's doing so well right now. And then for someone like Alexander Holtz, like when he was ready to come over from Sweden, uh, we put him into the Binghamton Devils organization. He didn't put up like, you know, astonishing numbers, but at the same time, uh, the coaching staff was saying that he was skating well and that he was doing well in the power play. And, you know, the fact that he came over from Sweden, had to get accustomed to a whole new system. The fact that I think they put him into the top six right away and you know he has to adjust to that on the fly he actually did pretty well for what was given to him so you know for Thompson I, I just felt like we uh just you know took it a little too quick with him but you know like, like I said uh, I I don't really believe in Thompson like I've said it over the offseason like I just don't know what his overall value is going to be for the New Jersey Devils because I'm, I just personally don't see anything special but at the same time I was willing to give him a chance and the fact that he was doing well for the Utica Comets was a pretty much uh a good start for him and now the fact that he's going to be sidelined for a few months that has to be frustrating and it cannot be good for his career because it's just like when you're not putting up you know uh like godly numbers when you're a young guy for a team that's progressing forward it can really leave you in the dust and you know it can leave a lot of uh people just doubting if you'll ever return to full strength so you know he, he's going to be on the sideline for a long time with miles wood and that that has to be frustrating for for uh thompson so hopefully he's able to recover from it and hopefully um you know the new jersey devils are willing to give him another chance but at the same time i'm not saying his career or his tenure with the devils is in jeopardy but it doesn't really help his case especially if there's another young guy who really steps up his game because now unfortunately inevitably thompson is not going to be given the chance to show what he is capable of doing and this puts him behind the eight ball even more because like i said for the comments we have a lot of options so you know we got alexander holtz we brought up uh Fabian uh, Zetterlin and you know I, I said in yesterday's episode from a statistical standpoint Zetterlin didn't really like do anything amazing however when you look at the advanced analytics and I'm going to be completely honest with you guys usually I hate looking at advanced analytics it's not just for hockey but I feel the same way in baseball football and basketball because I really feel like it just overcomplicates the game and people look at the wrong statistical categories as to you know where people's production is coming from so overall I, in my personal opinion I think advanced analytics really hurts the game and like I said, with the expansion of technology, it's just inevitable. But at the same time, I, I really don't like advanced analytics too much. I think the only exception where I'll you know say, okay, advanced analytics might work in this case is possibly just for hockey because so much happens, maybe football as well. Because like I mentioned, just so much happens at any given moment that you're able to manipulate the statistics and maybe do a little bit more with it. But anyway, getting back to what I was originally just trying to say. So according to Infernal Access, they said at five on five, Zetterlin posted a 68 point. 0.42 expected goals for percentage led the New Jersey Devils in individual expected goals and finished tied for first in high danger opportunities so they said it was a strong debut so on paper at first glance I, I I guess you could say he didn't really do anything but when you narrow it down just a tad bit more and just say like look he's creating high danger opportunities because one of the things I mentioned in yesterday's episode was that the New Jersey Devils they just got really unlucky especially in period number one because you saw that Tatar led the Devils in shots on goal in period number one unfortunately it resulted in nothing but zeros for him same with Nico Heizer or Damon Severson like they had good opportunities
opportunities. Unfortunately, it just didn't capitalize. It just didn't go in their way, and that's usually what happens. So we'll talk more about this in a second, but first, I'm going to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So I love Thanksgiving. I love all good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's a perfect time for a Built Bar. So Built Bar is the new holiday dessert, everybody. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two or three or four or five. So share some at your family gatherings. It will make things a little less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. So new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at BuiltBar.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now the second live read this morning comes from BetOnline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface, excuse me, for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So getting back to the topic of Zetterlin and his overall production, one of the things I mentioned in the past couple episodes is that he's just a big body. He now weighs the most amongst all of our forwards that are on uh, our roster currently because the second heaviest guy uh, is Zaka, but Zaka is 10 pounds lighter than Zetterlin, and I think Zetterlin is going to do really well for the Devils. Like I said, uh, and according to Infernal Access, they confirmed my suspicion, which was Zetterlin led the team in high danger opportunities. Unfortunately, it couldn't result in a goal, but don't worry. I'm sure uh, he's going to be due for one soon, but at the end of the day, guys, the reason I'm just so big on Zetterlin was because uh, a couple episodes ago, I picked him as my player to look out for in our next matchup, just because, like I said, he's just a big body coming down that lane and, you know, uh, Lindy Ruff says he could skate well. He could bully himself uh, to find an opportunity that best suits him. And I really like that because if Lindy Ruff is able to get the best out of Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton, Ty Smith last year, and uh, also Damon Severson last year as well, just in terms of putting up decent production and, you know, doing so well and just asserting yourself. And he was also able to get a uh, pretty solid player in Nathan Bastion and Mikey McLeod just asserting themselves on the offensive side of things. And I really hope Zetterlin could take the place of Nathan Bastion which is a bottom six player who is not afraid to throw his body around because we need that sense we're going to miss Miles Wood for a good amount of time and like I said uh, before I would not be surprised if Wood is going to be ruled out for the entire season so uh, like I said it's kind of grim for the New Jersey Devils right now but at the same time I I feel as though there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel they just need to uh, hit their stride at the right possible moment however they're going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning in today's uh 
today's game, but uh, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Personally, it's not really looking uh, so well in our favor because the Lightning are on a three-game win streak, but we'll see because, like I said, uh, the Panthers were uh, kind of having a rough stretch themselves, and the fact that the New Jersey Devils made them look, uh, you know, that much good. Well, then again, the Panthers are a good team, but still, it's just like I feel as though that we could have put up a better uh, effort, especially in periods two and three. Kind of has me a little concerned, but at the same time, hopefully Lindy Ruff has lectured what I've been lecturing on this show, which is just like rebound, fight back, learn, whatever the case might be, so that way you can redeem yourself in the very next game. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it's so true in this uh, instance because the New Jersey Devils, they give themselves opportunities to win the game. Uh, however, they just either don't get off to a good start and they finish pretty decently, or it's like uh, how it was in yesterday's game, which is they got off to a pretty good start and they just didn't finish because uh, we scored the first goal of the game. We let up uh, a goal when there was literally like five seconds remaining in period number one. And then after that, we let them score another three unanswered goals. So stuff like that cannot happen. And, you know, uh, you, you got to find the momentum yourself and you cannot be like, you know, uh, having your coach try to motivate you all the time because I need the Devils to play the full uh, game, not just a period, not just two periods, especially with this tough schedule. So that's my only message for the New Jersey Devils. Now, there's something I want to talk about in this episode, and it's pretty exciting. And I'm so glad that I'm doing this episode right now because uh, hopefully when this episode goes live, the New Jersey Devils do not drop this bombshell. However, my episodes go live at 6.15 a.m. Eastern Time. So the New Jersey Devils, they are getting an alternate jersey and it's going to be primarily black according to adidas.com so i'm really looking forward to it i'm going to talk about the jersey my anticipations what i think it should look like and overall uh some uh concept images that i've been seeing on twitter or instagram and i'm going to give you guys the overall analysis of what i like what i don't like and hopefully you guys agree with me in that sense so really looking forward to just talking about another jersey being added to my uh collection potentially Okay, so it's been a long time coming, but the New Jersey Devils are finally going to be given a primarily black jersey. It's going to be a new alternate jersey, and according to reports, they are going to release the official image of it today when this episode goes live on November 20th. So I post my episodes at 6.15 a.m. Eastern Time every day. Uh, so hopefully I'm early before they uh, release the official image. Hopefully they don't release it at like midnight or say. But uh, for right now, I'm going to give you guys my initial thoughts, what I think the jersey should look like, what I don't want to see, what I do want to see. And overall, uh, I'm going to give just my final verdict on the concept images that I've been seeing float around Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case might be. So uh, overall, I love the idea of a primarily black jersey for the Devils because I feel like it's been a long time coming because you can't think of the color red and not think of black. So red and black go well together, whether it's like milk or, and cookies or peanut butter and jelly, like the, the colors red and black just go well together. Now, here's the thing. I, I've been seeing a few uh, concept images float around social media, like I mentioned moments ago. And one of the images that I do not like is just black and red. So here's the thing. The, the devil's red is, in my opinion, kind of dark. So like when, when I'm thinking of black and red, I'm thinking of like a very bright and vibrant red. So if you need an example, I have an NBA poster right in front of me. So look at the Rockets red and look at their black combination. So like when, when you think of the Houston Rockets and their overall jersey combination, they have a dark black. Yes, and one of their alternate jerseys is a primarily black jersey. However, their red is very bright and vibrant. So the one thing I say for the Devils is like you you cannot make just a red and black jersey. You know, like I said, usually the 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 concept of just uh what color is perceived is very subjective because 
people view colors in different ways think of that dress image that we saw back in 2015 so like people thought it was gold and white some people thought it was like uh black purple whatever the case might be so it goes to show you that the the sight of color is very subjective so in my opinion the red for the new jersey devils is just way too dark to be doing an only black and red combination you need another color to make it pop now here's another image i've been seeing float around and i really love this idea which is you add some white in there so that way uh, you know some other stuff can pop now here's the thing because going back to what I was saying that the red and black only combination won't work for the devils because I find their colors very dark is just because like if you think about it if it's only black and red so let's just say the primarily color is black like it's anticipated to be and then uh, you you got like the names you got the logo and that's reds it, it will be a very hard combination to see and as an announcer that's your worst nightmare because you need to be able to see like the numbers you need to be able to see the last name so overall i believe that would be a little hard to see whether you're a fan whether you're an observer whether you're an announcer worker whatever the case might be i just feel like that combination of black and red would just be uh, very hard but like I said the side of color is very different and it varies person to person but that's my personal opinion but um, one image I've been seeing is like you add some uh, white in there just so like it could pop a little bit more so that way you, you, you make like the numbers white you make the last name white and you make uh, you know our logo like our emblem uh, you surround that in, in a white circle like it normally is so that way it just pops out a little bit more and that's an image I kind of like and I'll actually put the link to that uh, jersey concept that I like the best in the description. Like I said, most of these jerseys are just concept ideas, uh, you know, created by a various amount of diehard fans who who expert in like Photoshop and things of that nature. But none of these designs are confirmed to be the actual leaked. Uh, images of what the jersey is going to be like the devils will announce that very soon and like i said hopefully they add some white into those jerseys so that way it just sticks out a little bit but i love the idea of a black jersey for the devils and it's been a long time coming just because like like i said you can't think of red and not think of black like seriously it just goes well together and i'm not really the biggest expert on like colors or fashion or things of that nature but you know that's my personal opinion so i love the idea of a black jersey for the devils uh but i just hope they utilize it correctly and now how do we know it's going to be black well you know we've been seeing some images pop around and like i said on adidas's uh website where you can you know buy their merchandise they said that uh there's going to be a third devil's jersey its color is going to be black and they have not released the image of it yet which made people speculate that this is going to be their official alternate black jersey so like i said no image available they said the primarily color is going to be black and they said it's the third jersey and they said you could pre-order it so those signs point in the direction of a new jersey that's going to primarily be black so let me know what you guys think and while you have time before the release of the official image is made public message me uh, your favorite jersey concepts and overall I, I just want to give you guys some positive outlooks for the devils especially since we're going to be going against the tampa bay lightning that's going to be very difficult for us and overall when we're comparing uh the overall statistics so power play percentage uh the devils are about 16 percent which is 24th uh in the league and then the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are 20%, which is 13th, so they're in the top 15. Penalty kill percentage, they are 9th, 85.7%. Uh, and then the 
the Devils are in the bottom tier, 25th percent. They're about at 77 percent. Faceoff percentage is actually uh, almost dead even. The Devils uh, actually lead the Lightning, but just barely by just one spot, 49.4 percent for the Devils, and then 49 uh, percent even for uh, the uh, Lightning. And then uh, when we're looking at players to look out for, you know, you got to look out for Point. You got to look out for Headman. You got to look out for all those guys for the Lightning. And for the Devils, uh, Subban has actually been doing pretty well in the last five games. He has four assists. Dougie Hamilton has three goals in the last five games. Dawson Mercer, six points in the last five games, which, by the way, NHL, I saw the tweet you put out uh, yesterday in terms of who are your uh, early running favorites for the Calder Memorial Trophy. You put up a lot of images of a lot of the rookies in the NHL. I did not see one picture of Dawson Mercer. So it's time you put some respect on that kid's name. Put some damn respect on that boy's name. You hear me? Okay. The only person other than Cider uh, and, you know, their teammates, the only other person who can give Raymond a run for his money, in my opinion, is Mr. Dawson Mercer. Remember that. In my opinion. So for the Devils, we are technically on a three-game losing streak. But remember, uh, we took that game against the Rangers in OT. So it's not officially a three-game losing streak. But still, uh, I would rather get the two points. So it's been a while since we got uh, two points on the boards. And then for the Lightning, they are on a three-game win streak technically. However, uh, you know, they split the points between the Panthers and also the Flyers. So for the Devils, if you're going to try to beat the Lightning, it might be really hard. But my overall opinion, try to take it into OT. Try to take it into a shootout. Just play the game close, and hopefully Zaka could come up clutch for us once again. But let me know what you guys think, and hopefully the Devils can prove me wrong once again. Not going to make a prediction because I think we all know where this is going to go for the Devils, in my opinion, just based on uh, how the Panthers game went a couple days ago. But I've been surprised before, and hopefully I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Let me know what you think about a primarily black alternate jersey. Let me know what you think about uh, Zetterlin and... And let me know what you think about Thompson and his overall uh, injury progression and how is this going to affect him. But like I said, that's all the time I have for you guys today. And I will see you guys in the next episode on Tuesday. Thanks for listening.